0: so hungry hey everyone it's me lisa lillian also known as hungry girl i am here for another episode of chew the right thing with my good pals and co-workers and bffs mikey and jamie hey guys
1: hello hi
0: lisa how are you good we missed you last week and we missed you last week i mean (laughs) and and by we i mean me <laughs> um yeah, no, we had we, we were podcastless last week. We had a busy, crazy week. Um and we mm-hmm. took a little time off. I hope people forgave us. Was anybody sad? Did they even notice?
2: Regina. Regina might have been sad. Aww. She's our number one
0: fan. <laughs> Regina's going to love that shout out. Um, but I'm really <laughs> happy to be back. I have to say, like, this week's episode is so good. It's one of those episodes that we have been toying around with doing for a while, and the requests for it have just been pouring, 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 pouring in. So this is, I like to call it the meal prep episode. Get it?
1: Oh, <laughs> oh that's like that. good. <laughs> because it's a meal
0: prep episode. So it's. The meal prep episode. Um, and meal prepping is so hot right now. And we are going to dive into so much of what people can do to make their lives easier. We're answering fan questions. Is it weird to call them fans? No, mm-hmm. that's what they are. It's not right. Yeah. Friends. We're answering Friends. friend, friend All right, questions. I like that. There you go. From our hungry girl peeps. And I am super excited. Are you? Like, I know you're a big meal prepper.
2: Yeah, I'm
1: excited. Oh, good. Mike, you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm the meal prepper of the family for the most part. But uh, what do you
0: do? Like, do you just like line up your jars of peanut butter? Is that how you meal prep? Pretty much.
1: That's about ninety eight percent of the work is lining up the jars of peanut butter, and then the rest is you have adding different the jelly. knives. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you have
0: the the smaller knife, the bigger knife for the chunky peanut butter. I know. I yeah. know how it works.
1: Exactly. Um.
0: All right, Mike. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for giving you a hard time. <laughs> I'm giving you a hard time, and now you're gonna give us.
1: Okay, who doesn't like Werther's, right? Everybody likes Werther's, right? Oh,
0: what, the candy? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Okay, so they have new flavors coming out this fall. Are you ready to hear what they are? Oh, sure. Okay, so we got pumpkin spice, caramel apple, and cinnamon cream. And this part makes me extremely happy because I don't have the patience for hard candy. So they're going to be available in the soft shoes, which means oh. less work for me. <laughs>
0: less work. No, it's more work. You have to get
1: that the goo out of your teeth. Yeah, that's true. Good point. Good point.
0: Wow. I didn't. Do they have soft candy now? I think so.
1: Yeah, I think they do. Yeah.
0: Oh, I only know. Like Werther's, my grandmother, who was like the cutest human being alive, was obsessed with Werther's. And when I was young, living in New York, I would drive to her house every Sunday and I'd bring her a bag of Werther's and we would enjoy them. I love them. And I was like looking forward to these. I will try them, but I didn't realize they were chewy. Yeah.
1: yeah, they I'll are. give them a try. <laughs> I bet they're really good though. Uh, and maybe put them on top of like ice cream or something. I don't know.
0: What? <laughs> then they'll be really hard Mike. to eat. They'll be frozen. Mike, have you met us?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, good Does point. that
0: really sound like something we would do? <laughs>
1: yeah, probably not. Something I would do. Uh,
0: it sounds... Maybe. <laughs> uh,
1: uh. All right. Well, I, I have your weekend plans uh, already for you. Are you ready? Do you know what you're going to be doing this weekend, Lisa? Tell me. Tie-dye with wine. Okay, this is the newest craze, I guess, in you know, with people who are still in quarantine. So basically what you do is you use wine as the t- as the dye and you make tie-dye shirts with wine. I can yeah. link to a, a website on our Foodcast page that'll show you how to do it. Um, the only thing I would suggest is use a cheap bottle. You don't want to use like a $40 bottle of wine to make <laughs> tie-dye shirts.
0: So go get like two buck chalk at Trader Joe's. What about if you only use like uh, the white wine? What if I have only like Chardonnay in the house? Oh. Would that It'll work? It would be a very Probably subtle not. pattern. Yeah, I do tie-dye. I don't know. I've been tie-dyeing in quarantine. I think I've I've tie-dyed like... Six or seven items minimum. I made my sister birthday tie dye pants. I've made. I've taken a, look, a lot of my vintage T shirts. I'm gonna try this. I think it sounds. I think it sounds really fun. And the best part is, like, if I do open a bottle of wine, I very rarely finish it. Yeah. So it's something to do with the wine, the extra red wine that's just been sitting in your fridge. And yeah. if you Good get idea. thirsty,
2: you can like wring out the extra
0: into your mouth, no? all right. <laughs> as long as it's a clean shirt. <laughs> all right.
1: That's all I got.
0: Okay. Well, so let's get into the subject of the day. Subject of the day is meal prep and, you know, I personally, like I always say I'm kind of uncoordinated in the kitchen. Um I don't think of myself. I was like, am I a meal prepper? Do I have the patience to sit and prepare things and put them in cute little containers? And I was thinking, "No, that's not very me." But when I thought about it further, I was like, that is not really what the definition of meal prepping is. To me and to us, Jamie, and we've had this conversation philosophically, it's really anything that you can do to make your life easier when it comes to thinking about what foods you're going to be
2: eating for the week, right? Yes. It is preparing for your meals, not necessarily just preparing meals.
0: Exactly. And especially you know during this time when we are home a lot more, um, we may or may not be getting takeout or, you know, bringing in food, a lot of our food is being made by us. Like it's now is the best time ever to start thinking about what you can do to make your life easier. So you don't fall back and make that phone call and order the pizza in or just grab something that you might not be happy that you ate afterwards. So the best thing you can do is really think in advance about what you can keep on hand, how you can either prepare it or how you will prepare it. And so you're ready for anything.
2: That's great. I think it's like you said, this is a great time to start new habits because most of us have a little bit extra time. Maybe if we're not commuting, we've you know, we're not going as many places. So it's a good time to set that new habit. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. So we we have a bunch of questions from people. Do they actually call in and and with their
2: actual voices? Yeah, <laughs> they actually did. Yeah. Ready? So first up, we've got Lori. Hi, Lisa, Jamie, and Mikey. My name's Lori, and I'm calling from Ontario, Canada. And my question on the meal planning is: How do you get started?
0: What are the basics to make it easy? I've thought about doing it for years, but it's never happened. And with a house full of boys, it just would make things a whole lot easier. Thank you. She asked a very good question. And I feel like the best way to get started, again, because when I first started hearing hearing about meal prepping, it kind of scared me. Like I thought it was an intimidating concept. And then I realized, you know what? You have to just figure out what kind of meal prepper you are. There are people that really do like to make all their meals on Sunday and put them in cute little containers and freeze the ones that can be frozen and leave the ones in the fridge that can be in the fridge and have everything wrapped and labeled. That's not me. Is that you, Jamie?
2: It's not. But you know who does that? I think Lynn does that, who works with us. And I think it works for certain people. Absolutely. And for me,
0: like meal prepping is only about having what I consider my food friends close by in my fridge and in my pantry. And they're my go to items. So, and like I will occasionally. Like there are Hungry Girl recipes and themes and concepts that I love so much that I always have on hand somehow, whether they're in the freezer or the fridge. So I always have oat bakes. Like during this whole quarantine, I have at least two to three different kinds of oat bakes in my freezer at all times. And I pop them out and I have them as snacks, as breakfast. I'll have them as a lunch. That to me is like something that it's like if I need something that feels a little bit hearty, but also sweet and really satisfying. I know. And also that I don't feel guilty about eating it like I would maybe a giant muffin. I have those and they're in my fridge. Also egg dishes like egg bakes and even egg products that, you know, we're going to get into more staples and, and things and products that you can have on hand to help you, you know, easily assemble your meals. But um, I, I, what, what do you have all the time that you've made? Like any hungry girl recipes that you keep on hand,
2: anything? Well, I will tell you that my mom makes the oat bakes mm-hmm. every week. Smart lady. But I- I'll make like, I'll make hard boiled eggs. I'll make chicken. Like those are good things for me to make Early. And then have all week.
1: Yeah. I remember when we went to Florida to visit your parents and we walked through the door and your mom was pulling it out of the oven and she was like so excited to share that she was making the hungry girl oat (laughs) bakes. Wait, wait.
2: But the other part of that is that she was very specific and said, these are for me. No one else eats." these. (laughs) Yeah, we couldn't have them.
1: (laughs) I don't know if this is considered meal prep, but every once in a while, maybe like once or twice a month, I'll grill um, our chicken for the week. Um, I don't know if that counts, but we, it counts.
0: Absolutely.
1: The only thing that we sometimes forget is to put the chicken into the refrigerator after. It's been sitting for a while and sometimes we have woken up in the in the next morning and uh the chicken's still sitting out. But yeah, we do that.
0: <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> it is sad. Don't eat it. That's my tip. We don't. <laughs> Once that happens, just leave it there. So, like the best thing you can do, I would say the first step towards meal prepping is to figure out what kind of meal prepper you are. So, if you are a person that is not scared about figuring out recipes that you want to make and package them nicely and label them, then go for that. But if you're someone else that just wants to have a bunch of staples on hand that you can mix and match, then just make a grocery list. Go out, buy everything, and the next time you open your fridge, you'll be very pleasantly surprised.
2: You know what else I think works is like picking a designated time, like make it Saturday morning or Sunday afternoon, and that way it's sort of like – helps you set the habit, you know, and Friday and Saturday, you know, that you're getting ready for that. You can make sure you have everything you need on hand.
0: Totally. I think it's, it's all about, you know, setting your schedule. I feel like a lot of people who are not schedule people became schedule people with all the time that they have at home and having to figure it all out because like you're in, in one place with probably the same people. So you've got to, you got to figure it out. All right. Do we have, what's the next question is I have a feeling it's from someone named Chelsea. Am I right?
2: How did you know? Hey, hungry girl. This is Chelsea from Baltimore. First off, I love your podcast, and I actually end up waking up excited on Wednesdays when I realize there's a new
1: episode to listen to.
2: Second, I did have a question in regards to meal prep. I'm a bride to be that has managed to lose 10 pounds using your recipes and advice. I've been extremely dedicated to my meal prep, and I truly believe it has helped me to lose weight. However, I'm getting to the finish line of wedding planning, and my time is getting harder and harder to come by i debated relying on healthier frozen entrees along with some extra vegetables to be my source of meal prep because it would save me a decent amount of time and might help me maintain my sanity. Do you have any cons with this plan as compared to doing meal prep myself? Thanks. Keep up all your good
0: work. All right. Well, Chelsea, thank you for all the kind words. Congratulations on your weight loss, on your upcoming marriage. This is also exciting. And I have to say, like, I am a person, I'm very open-minded when it comes to food. And when it comes to frozen food, I love it. I have a freezer filled with frozen foods that could be considered meal starters, that could be considered sides, and also that are just standalone meals. So the idea of using frozen meals as part of your meal prep, to me, is fantastic. Um, What I try to do, though, is I find meals that are... Kind of healthier in their own right. I don't want meals that are going to disappoint me. I like meals that have a certain calorie count that I know if I add a bunch of vegetables or some palmini, you know, that uh, hearts of palm linguine, which is all veggies, if I add that, if I had broccoli slaw, I'm going to feel great and full, but not feel like I'm taking in too many calories. So I do that all the time. I think, like, to get into specifics, I love. Amy's has a lot of frozen meals I eat. And I really, really like even like, you know, not to date myself. There are a few lean cuisine meals that are still pretty great. They have some chicken dishes. I try to stick with the ones that don't have a lot of pasta. I mean, the exception to that was that this year, remember, we did that Trader Joe's reduced guilt mac mac and cheese. Oh, yes. We reviewed that. I I actually purchased that and I use that and then I bulk it up with veggies. But I don't think to me there are really no cons to using frozen meals. If you're smart about how you make them a little bit bulkier, bigger servings without, you know, adding too many calories or things that you don't really want to take in. I just think it's a brilliant way. It's a brilliant way to to eat. Honestly, what about what about you guys?
2: Do you ever do that or are you always cooking everything from scratch? No, I think that, well, I'll say two things. One is, and we've looked when we do our hauls, there are more and more frozen meals these days that are just protein and vegetables and sauce. It used to be that there was always rice, always pasta, always potatoes. But now you can find more and more mm-hmm. that are just like you're talking about, like protein, sauce, veg, and then you can bulk them up. So to me, that's like best case scenario. But we probably go into our freezer. I mean, every single day I'm Mm -hmm. using freezer food, frozen veggies, frozen fruit. It's just easy to always have something healthy on hand. Why not?
1: Yeah, our freezer Mm -hmm. is probably half frozen veggies and the other half... (laughs) well. 25% 25% chicken. <laughs> and then the other half is my uh, sweets.
0: Yeah. I mean, Jamie, you bring up a really good point about how frozen meals have really changed. They're using healthier ingredients. You can identify every ingredient. They're not afraid to be a little bit more expensive. It used to be that people thought of frozen meals as always being the cheapest option. So like, mm-hmm. if you're going to get you know, uh, a Stouffer's whatever, ch- uh, wait, a turkey tetrazini. Let's, re- oh. let's really like go way back there. Mm-hmm. It's going to be two twenty nine. Like a lot of these meals were really inexpensive and that's because they used to bulk it up with carbs. It'd be mm-hmm. very little protein, lots and lots of sauce. But now I think people are used to spending a little bit more money and getting a little more quality and getting a little more of that protein and the healthy stuff. And I love that because you- you're not only buying frozen meals because it's a way to, to save money. It's, a way to have more interesting options and you don't have to commit to buying tons of things that you have to make and cook yourself.
1: Aren't a lot of frozen meals now, like I know Amy's has a lot of them. Aren't they also coming in low sodium now? Cause I know that's a big thing with people's frozen meals. Good usually point, have a lot right? of sodium, but Amy's I think is one of them. I don't know if there's any others.
0: Yeah, I think there probably are. And it is a big thing. And um, I personally, am not a sodium counter. But if there is a low sodium option, I will absolutely take it because why not? And uh, they are notorious, just like canned foods, frozen foods, notorious for having a lot of sodium. So that is a good thing to look out for.
2: You know what I think would be my best tip for this is to with stock up on those entrees that we talked about that are, you know, don't have starches stock up on like green giants, veggie spirals and rice cauliflower. And you can always DIY with those two things, a huge, healthy frozen meal. Mm -hmm. And it's just, you don't even have to rely on fresh veggies. You've got everything ready to go. Combine those two things done. Absolutely. And the best part is like, there's always like, I'm
0: not really a big sauce person and those frozen meals always have so much extra sauce. So it's just a great way to make your whole dish be really flavorful. It's like they're built to add those veggies. It's like they're made for that concept, just for us. Just for us. (laughs) So Chelsea, I hope that helps you. And please don't feel bad about your love of frozen food and everything that's in your freezer because embrace
2: it and, and good work.
0: Um, Okay. Any, any other questions?
2: Are they pouring in? (laughs) Yes, we've got one more. This one comes from Emily. Hi, this is Emily. And I just had a question about the meal prep episode. And my question was, what tips that can cut meal prep time
0: and how to organize your prep? Thanks a lot, Emily. We have answers for you. All right. Mm -hmm. So as far as cutting meal prep time, like I like the easiest ingredients, but everything I have is easy. So even if it's just like a bag of broccoli slaw, or I like pre-cut vegetables that are fresh from the produce section, or even frozen, anything that you have is going to, just cut the time because it's pre-made. It's usually pre-cooked. Sometimes it's not, but it'll cook in a couple of minutes in the microwave or in a skillet. So um, just keeping those things on hand, it makes it so much easier. There's something about opening your fridge and seeing something that's already pre-cut or in the shape that you want it. It's less intimidating than seeing like a giant head of cauliflower. Now, I do occasionally make my own cauliflower rice and cut my own vegetables, but don't you think it's so much easier when you just open the fridge and you see the bag and you're like, oh, I'm just going to pull it out and throw it in the skillet for two minutes and it's done?
2: Not only that, but like I used to be really cheap about it and think like, oh, it's less expensive to buy the whole vegetables versus the ones that are sort of prepped for you. At the same time, it's like it's like you've said about like knowing yourself, if you know that not that you're not going to be the type of person to cut up a whole head of cauliflower, maybe it is worth that extra expense to help you stick to a mm-hmm. healthy routine to buy the pre-cut veggies.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Cause I used to find myself, I'd buy the zucchini and say, I'm going to spiralize these zucchini. This was years ago. And then, I mean, I hate, I hate to say it. I would go back into the fridge and say, Oh, look at that. They're slimy. It's mm-hmm. been like six days and now I have slimy <laughs> zucchini and I can't use them. So even it's worth that extra money rather than having to deal with food that you may have to waste or get rid of. So it's definitely a good idea to do that. But also my lifesavers, especially during these past four months, have been pre-cooked proteins. And I have so many go-to pre-cooked proteins that I have fallen in love with. And I
2: I think it'll be a good idea to talk about them now because do you have special proteins that you love, like special brands? Definitely. And I'm looking forward to hearing yours so that maybe I can add some to my rotation. Okay, good. And back at you because you let me know which ones <laughs> okay. you
0: love. So, Trader Joe's is like the best place for pre cooked protein, in my opinion. And it's everything from their just, is it called just chicken? I it's think almost so, yeah. it's just plain, like naked chicken. But I also love their fajita chicken, which yes. comes with these like sliced peppers and onions. I don't know what they do. That is like the best chicken that has ever mm-hmm. been created. We get it
2: all the time.
1: Although, I must say, I think that they changed the recipe slightly because it tastes a little bit different lately. Still good, but I think it tastes slightly different. Have you noticed that at all, or is it still the same for you?
0: Uh, I have not noticed it, but I know, you know, With I don't want to get too much off on a tangent, but I know with Trader Joe's they have different suppliers in different parts oh, of the country, yeah. so it might be different people prepping it at different times. Mm-hmm. But I haven't, I haven't noticed a difference. But the last two times I was there, they didn't have it. And so I was like, all right, oh. I bought the Just Chicken, and then... Um, they, I discovered a new product that I am crazy about and it's the Trader Joe's pre-cooked short rib. Have you tried the short ribs? Oh, no. Mm-hmm.
2: I figured it would be high. Mike, no?
0: you will flip over it. I mean, is it? Is it a, no, it's not high. There's five servings. So like, I'm a freak about this. It's 190 calories a serving. It probably has a fair amount of fat, but I make sure I make mm-hmm. it five servings. And even if sometimes it's four servings, that's still like, well, I mean, I'm I'm not a math whiz, but it's less than 300 calories for that mm-hmm. per serving. And it is so decadent. And so it is like the best it almost tastes like the best restaurant short rib you'd ever get. Wow. Mm.
2: All right, I know what's going on our list. Yeah, I know sure. Michael love it. I don't know, Jamie, are you do you eat uh beef these days at all? Not not a lot occasionally, but I would I would try that. That sounds really good. I think you should try it. And then also
0: I love I don't want to say the wrong thing because they're our friends and also our partners often, but like the Starkist Creations, Microwavables and the regular Creations, of course, you know, I've loved and I eat those all the time and I have them, but they have a brand new line that They're meant to eat hot or cold and they do have sometimes grains or a little bit of rice and beans, but it's such a good protein option that I throw it in and on everything hot or cold. And it's something that people wouldn't normally think about using, Mm -hmm. but that has become a real staple in my life.
2: Yeah. I'll add those over a salad for like a hot and cold salad, you know, where like I'll heat it up. And by the way, what better time to embrace microwavable tuna than when we're socially distancing? Come on. It's perfect. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. You got it. And by the way, not to take anything away from our friends at Starkist, because we all know they have incredible tuna. But you know who also makes really good tuna? Who? Costco, oh, yeah, really? their People albacore, love their right, tuna. About that. Fantastic. It's it's really, really good. So I, I just think people need to be open minded about what they have and what they think is, you know, acceptable or not acceptable mm-hmm. to use in meal prep. Like we've we experiment and we have a lot of tuna dishes that are hot that use canned mm-hmm. tuna mm-hmm. and they're and they're good. Definitely. Like I, and we what else do we use? Canned chicken. Yeah. The
1: buffalo uh, chick. Dip, whatever what's that called? Oh the, yeah, the that buffalo recipe has canned chicken in with it. The canned chicken. It's so good. It's the best.
0: It does. And I think our exploding chicken taquitos may have it too, <laughs> right? I think from back in the oh, day. Maybe. Um you know, they're good as fallbacks. Like I'd rather have the stuff like that is uh it feels more like you just cooked a chicken breast mm-hmm. or you just grilled a chicken breast, but as a fallback option or something that you can keep that'll last for months in the pantry. Mm-hmm. Those are absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um I also love Trader Joe's has like bags of scallops and they have really creative fish-based burgers, the mahi burgers, the salmon burgers. Mm-hmm. There are just the shrimp burgers. They're so amazing and you can do so many things with them. I chop them up and I put them, you know, I I, I don't know. I I use them with the cauliflower and yoki. I use them with spiralized veggies. I just do anything and everything. There's no right or wrong. You know, you can just be a mad scientist. And I
2: feel like those are like half prepped because you still... Put them in a pan, right? And cook them, but it's like they're already formed and ready to go. They're so easy. Mm-hmm. Right? Or do those come pre-cooked? They
0: do. Some of them are pre-cooked and some of them are raw, but formed. Right. So you have to like, I think the shrimp ones are mm-hmm. raw shrimp and you have to cook them, but whatever. That just makes you feel more like a chef. If you're like, mm-hmm. look, it's not
1: even cooked.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll tell you some of our favorites. So always, always, always chicken sausage. Um, always have that in. I my pantry has never been without. Uh, a star kissed. like mm-hmm. to me that is the smartest thing to have on hand because if you ever open your fridge or your freezer and realize you have no protein on hands like that's the easiest thing or you're just famished and you need something mm-hmm. like stat the best.
1: That's basically every time we. I, I have my own pizza night because Jamie doesn't mm-hmm. do pizza night with me. She'll she'll just have the starkest. That's her. That's her pizza night is the starkest. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know what else I love is the meatless, like vegan or vegetarian faux chicken strips because they come like you basically they're heat and eat. They don't really need to mm-hmm. be cooked. I don't think. And so even though I don't avoid meat, to me those are great. You know, like on the subject of time savers. They're such great freezer staples or mm-hmm. fridge staples because they, if anything, they just need to be tossed in the microwave or in a skillet to heat them up for a minute. Mm-hmm. And I
0: always have Morningstar and Gardein, crumbles, meatballs, all of those vegan and vegetarian options. Because to mm-hmm. me, like I am a total carnivore, but to me, those like ground beef swaps taste just as good. Like mm-hmm. I don't have to use, re- I, in some cases I like them more actually. Isn't that funny?
2: Yeah. Well, and they're convenient. Like you were saying, I think you mentioned the, did you mention the meatless crumbles? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I if you don't want to cook up a whole pound of ground beef, you can literally reach into your freezer and take like a half cup scoop of those crumbles and you've got it. you know, like it's so easy.
1: You know, it's great too. I don't, I'm not sure the stats, if this is healthy or not, Jamie will tell we'll me. I'll tell you. <laughs> Trader Joe's makes the best soy chorizo. I think they call it the chorizo. Yeah. I don't know. It tastes better than actual pork.
0: Yeah, chorizo. I, I agree. I know it's like that giant, it's like a tube of, it's good. It's. I think it is high in fat, but I don't get me wrong. I will eat that. And I went through a period of time where I ate it and I love it. You're right. It's phenomenal. Everything Trader Joe's is phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Especially their sauces. I mean, getting into sauces now, which is also part of it, because let's say you just want to be creative and you have your veg or your whatever, your meal starter, then you have your protein. Then how do you flavor it up? Sometimes I just use truffle salt, but sometimes I'm using creative barbecue sauces or teriyaki sauce or a sesame ginger dressing or a fun mustard. Trader Joe's has that garlic aioli now that is just Mm -hmm. out of this world. I have a truffle mustard that I've fallen in love with, a dill mustard. I love flavored mustards. And you know, for not a lot of calories, you get a lot of flavor and you feel like you're eating something so decadent. It does not feel boring.
2: Yeah. We always have in our fridge, like a lineup of different sauces and dressings for exactly that reason. And like, mm-hmm. be creative. Like you mentioned the sesame ginger. I think it's a uh, Newman's own that makes it mm-hmm. like we use that at hungry girl. And here we use that like as a regular sauce for hot dishes. Who cares that it's a dressing? It's delicious in hot dishes. Exactly. Like we use the
0: Amy's, you know, the chunky tomato bisque as a tomato sauce. Who cares that it's a soup? Just be, use it for what you want to use it for. Mm -hmm. You be you. Anything goes. Just be Mm -hmm. creative. It's just, it's so much fun. And like, that's the thing I hope we do. I hope we inspire people to just be creative and not feel weird or bad about their choices. We should do a whole episode on unexpected ways to use things and Mm -hmm. like things that some people think are weird, but you think are delicious. Like we should
2: reach out. Wait, like my oatmeal soup?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, or, that is
2: weird. Or my uh, <laughs> apple slices with mustard? I got a lot of them. <laughs> oh,
1: you right, Jamie, you the- don't give them all away. <laughs> all right, I'll save them.
2: No, don't scare
0: people. Um, no, your oatmeal, your oatmeal soup is funny. Um, I'm gonna try it one day. One day, we should do like a, a food a food a food a food flop food swap food flop food flop <laughs> flip flop foodie flip flop where like i eat all the food you eat in one day oh, you eat all the food i eat one day i'm going to eat the oatmeal soup all the mustard and cinnamon on my cucumbers <laughs> Anyway, um, I hope this has been helpful. Like, I think there's a lot of good stuff here and I think we should continue the conversation. Like, I would love to hear what people think about this and see if they have more questions and then even possibly do a follow-up episode
2: to make sure we're giving people everything that they want. Like, Call in. Give us more questions. Mike, what's the phone number?
1: 805-380-8075. That's
2: 805-380-8075. Anybody ever tell you you have a voice for radio? It's better than having a face for radio.
1: Yeah. I actually, it was my <laughs> uh, 22nd year anniversary of starting work in radio a couple days ago.
2: Oh, wow. So, yeah. Can't wait till you celebrate your podcast, Hungry Girl podcast, 22nd
1: anniversary.
0: <laughs> that, is, that will be a long time. What are we, a year and a half in? Are we two years in? What uh,
1: Two and a half years.
0: What? No. Well, two
1: years in like three or four months.
0: That's a long time. Yuck. Yeah. But it feels like 30 years. Just Wait, kidding. Is that a good or a bad thing? JK. No, I'm totally kidding. Um, so if people want to call in, you gave the number. If they want to email, they can email podcast at hungry-girl.com or suggest at hungry-girl.com. Um, obviously, if you're out there and you're listening to this, you should already be subscribed to our daily emails. But if for some reason that somehow got by you, you should subscribe. You can go to hungry-girl.com and sign up right there. You can check us out on Facebook. We have a fantastic Facebook page. And... And a really great tight knit community with like, I don't know, 80,000 people. How many people are in there now? Yeah, it's about 80,000. They're amazing. Yes, it's a a wonderful, very supportive place. Jamie, you're in there all the time. You're like first thing in the the morning, last thing
2: at night. (laughs) (laughs)
0: And I'm still cooking on Facebook whenever I can. So you can tune in and see me doing my cooking demos at night. And um, I don't know. What else do we have? We have a new magazine coming out soon.
2: Yeah, actually. It's going to be out the second week in September, so stay tuned.
0: Okay. That's a, that's a lot. So I hope you wrote that down. If not, you can rewind this and listen to the last five minutes so you could just figure out everything you need to do over the next few days or weeks. Um,
2: anything else we have to add before we go? Mm-hmm. Just that we love our friends, not fans. I like that we're calling them our friends. Mm-hmm.
0: We love we you. We have our friends. <laughs> We love the you. And we will be back next week with a fun. We have an Amazon haul, right? Yes.
2: So many good things that we've never tried. This is exciting.
0: So exciting. And all from Amazon, which is everybody's favorite shopping situation. I don't know. Like, I've Mm. never been more in love with Amazon than I am now. Same.
1: How many packages a week do you get delivered?
0: I'm not kidding. 20. 20.
1: Yeah, I think we're we're not we're probably 10. It's crazy. It's like a
0: present. It's I like know. your birthday every day. Every yeah. day. And I feel like I never know what it's going to be. And I'm like, when did I order this? Yep. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's something I ordered yesterday. And sometimes it's something I ordered four months ago. It just depends on where it's coming from. <laughs> Whenever it is, I'm happy to see it. Um, okay. All right. Well, that wraps things up. We will be back very soon. I'm Lisa Lillian, also known as Hungry Girl. Till next time, chew the right thing.